I'm a local loan officer in West Palm Beach, Florida. I've been in the mortgage industry for the last eight years. I've worked in the industry throughout the country. I've closed over a thousand loans during my career, so I've seen it all. I'm on a mission to make mortgages both entertaining and educational. Welcome to Lending with Leah. This is the podcast for anyone thinking about potentially owning, in the process of buying, or you even own your own home. Love it. <laughs> and today we have a special guest. So this is Todd Hanley, and he's a senior loan advisor with Cross Country Mortgage. So thank you for coming on the show, Todd. Thank you so much, Lee. It's an absolute honor to be here. Absolutely. I've been seeing all your stuff on social media, and I'm like, I've actually been thinking about it for a long time. And I'm like, I got to ask Todd if he wants to come on. I have to ask Todd. And finally, it's like, I'm just going to ask him if he wants to come on. Never know until you ask. That is true. It's always a no until you ask. And today we've got, I think, a very special topic for everyone, a topic that's maybe not talked about as much. But today we're really going to be diving deep into reverse mortgages and HECMs. And this is why I asked Todd to join, because this is totally not my area <laughs> of expertise whatsoever. Um, but I think it's so important and vital, it is. especially, you know, we're in Florida, which is a huge retirement community and state and area as well. Absolutely. And I think people just don't know enough or take advantage of it. Yes. A lot of misinformation, fear, and yeah. Mm -hmm. But before we go into all that, I want everyone to get to know you a little bit more, Todd. So why don't you share with everyone what first got you started in the mortgage business? So I actually moved down here at the ripe old age of 25 from Buffalo, New York. Um, and I came down. It's funny. My goal was to continue my nightclub DJ career. And I had no plans, way I had plans to live on 14th and Collins. Uh, before I came down, the friendship broke up. Um, one of the three friends, we ended up living in her <laughs> Her grandparents, 55 plus uh, condo in Boynton Beach, a little bit of a curveball from <laughs> DJing in South Beach, right? So, totally different. <laughs> uh, but you know, you got to roll with the punches. So, um, but I was I was in sales before I moved down, and I was doing uh, fitness club sales at LA Fitness, um, and I was fortunate enough to be friends with one of the manager's friends at LA Fitness, and he recognized enough in me and knew me enough to say, hey, you know, I just got hired at this mortgage company and I think you'd be a great fit for it. So he gave me the information I needed to reach out to the temp agency, which staffed for that particular mortgage company. Um, and I was able to enter the mortgage industry in 2005. So pre-08, what was it? Oh, yeah. What was it like before 08? Well, well, it's funny because when I moved down, I mean, I, I came with $500 my turntables and my records, um, and a beat up old uh, Escort, a Ford Escort. <laughs> they don't even make them anymore. And I just remember looking around, be like, "Where is all this money coming from?" Right? I mean, Beamers, Lexuses, everyone's driving these cars. Yeah. And you know, when I got into the mortgage industry, I experienced you know where people were making this money in, in real estate and stuff. Um, but I got in at a pretty precarious time, right? That's when property values were exponentially higher and there was a lot of froth in the market. Um, luckily, I was never a part of that stuff, but I was doing uh, mostly HELOCs and HELOans back then. But the funny thing is I knew nothing about personal finance, credit, 
income, 401ks. I just knew absolutely nothing. I was completely yeah. wet behind the ears. But after learning and seeing like somebody with, you know, 40, 50,000 income could have an exponential retirement fund already stashed away, I became intrigued and like, literally obsessed about the markets and personal finance. So I just got fully head over heels involved <laughs> with stocks and, and all that. And here I am today. You know, that was the start of my finance journey. Wow. And I can see that too, just from just from your social media, like you've got all this, all the screens and everything with all the charts going. Um, you know, I learn a lot too, personally, just from watching your social media and what you talk about. So, you know, what really got you into knowing the markets more and how the markets impacted the mortgage? business. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, props to you too on your social media because oh, thank you. <laughs> I just got back on Facebook in June uh, and I remember my branch manager uh, tagging me in one of your videos and saying, you need to do something like this. <laughs> oh, I remember that one. Yeah. So, so thank you for the motivation and the inspiration because, you know, your content's great and you can tell you're passionate about what you do. And, and it's, it's great to be just connected with people like that, right? Mm -hmm. Because like we were talking about earlier, some people just don't have the same passion and desire. Um, but what really got me into the markets was just, you know, to see the potential um, for, you know, making money with stocks and investments. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a numbers guy, period. So when I was kind of opened up to this, this market and, and all the possibilities of it, I just, I became obsessed. I'm a very obsessive person when I like something. <laughs> I, I, I like to just go full head over heels and full blown speed into whatever my passion is. So I taught myself day trading and uh, technical analysis. Um, but what really, really kicked in my understanding was when I started reading Wall Street Journal regularly about six years ago. Uh, that really mm -hmm. kind of just because it's such an informative paper, they describe all aspects of the economy. Uh, it's very, very detailed. And it just allowed me to kind of piece everything together and really have a full understanding of how the economy works. Uh, how the mortgage rates affect the housing and how interest rates in general, um, yeah. it just all is tied together. Um, and then with the unique market that we were experiencing with inflation as high as it was and definitely the highest in our lifetimes, mm -hmm. uh, it just led me to get a little bit more in depth and do more research as to, you know, what's affecting the inflation, um, you know, why are, where, why are we where we are at today? Um, and that just allowed me to then speak more intelligently intelligently to clients and help them navigate this arena that we're in yeah. right now and help them make better decisions for them and their family, which to me is the most important part of what we do. So I have a question I want to ask and I didn't give it to you ahead of time. So I'm sorry for putting you on the spot, but knowing so much about the markets, if you were to explain to, let's say a first time home buyer, like a brand new newbie, how would you explain today's current market to them? Sure. So, I mean, we can do the full explanation, right? Why are we here, number one? Well, mm -hmm. we know in 2006, there was just an absolute, you know, froth in the market, so much excess, uh, you know, builders stopped building after the market crashed. But at the same time, housing formations were increasing. Housing formations is when, uh, you know, a child moves out of their house and they go and get their own apartment. That's a housing formation. They were mm -hmm. increasing exponentially in this after the 2008 uh, you know, housing crisis. So that shortage of housing just created the perfect storm for what we're in today, right? We all know there's a massive shortage of housing, single family homes. Um, and then when COVID hit, it was just the perfect storm to create 
the environment mm-hmm. where people want to now go and have their own single family home because they don't want to be in an apartment. They don't want to be in a condo yeah. closer to other people. They want their own land. They want to be able to do pools and, and all this stuff. So just that perfect storm that was created from number one, the tons of housing formations, low building, and then the inflation that picked up exponentially because of all the extra money in the economy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just created a huge, huge uh, situation where we had tons of demand, no housing available, mm-hmm. yeah. low interest rates, and we got a, a very unhealthy housing market that now we're experiencing kind of like the hangover from, right? Yep. We're normalizing, inflation starting to subside, but it's, you know, I think the market's how... It takes how, time. It does. And, and not only that, you know, there was um, Charles Goodart is a UK economist, and he did a study right before COVID about the demographic changes in worker age populations around the world. Ooh. And they're actually a lot lower than what they were a decade ago. And now with economies growing and less worker age population, that puts a lot of pressure on wages, mm. right? Which is which is what you're seeing. Yep. A huge jobs number come back. Um, there's still, I think, 12 million unfilled jobs. The unemployment rate just hit a 53 year low. So mm-hmm. that right there, I think, is gonna be the stickiest part of inflation coming down. Is the wage pressure? Is the wage pressure? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's going to be the stickier part. We have the shelter inflation, right, which is thirty-three percent of CPI, and you have the owner's equivalent rent, and then rents. That's still really sticky too. Mm-hmm. So, but for any for a first-time homebuyer, I would say that it, you know from what we just came from in the last two to three years, you have a market that now is somewhat more in your favor, right? A lot of my appraisals are coming back 30, 40, 50,000 higher. Yep. They're getting uh, seller concessions, which help with a 2-1 buy down or a temporary buy down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're, you know, we're seeing that in the next six to 18 months, it should be a more normalized market. Interest rates should, I think, in the high to mid fours, which will provide a great opportunity for anybody buying now to then get in a better situation, you know, more long-term. Exactly. You know, so it's, but I think with the less competition that we have right now, I think it's a great time for people to buy because there's a lot of pent up demand and everyone's saying we're going to have a big spring season. So if uh, you're I not, think so too. Yeah, yeah. If you're not buying now and you wait till spring and now you have multiple offer situations, people paying 10, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 above appraised oh, yeah. value again, right? I remember those, those days. days. Yeah. Not so, too long ago. Yeah. I mean, so I, I mean, this is almost like a blessing for first time home buyers because they can go in, they have more leverage. Mm-hmm. Granted, affordability is not the best, but once again, looking out six to 18 months, they should have a window to better their financial yeah. situation with their home. So to do a refinance and bring that interest rate back down. Yeah. So yeah, it's like I think it's just literally the perfect COVID created the perfect storm for the market that we experienced. Absolutely. And I mean, knowing as much about, you know, I, I would definitely consider you an expert in the markets <laughs> oh, and an expert too in what our main topic is today, but reverse mortgages and heckums. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very, very untapped market. Very so much. what got you interested and really becoming an expert in those particular types of mortgages too. So it kind of ties back to my obsessive behavior, my obsessive <laughs> personality. Um, so back in 2021, when the market was just going absolutely haywire, which if you ever listen to Housing Wire Plus, Logan Magastrami is my favorite analyst. He calls that market savagely unhealthy. And it was Ooh. true, right? It was true. It was true. But I just, I just saw 
that it was not normal and that we were, were going to be experiencing some sort of shift in the market. Mm -hmm. And with just the current environment that retirees were facing, right? It's, I mean, it's very challenging for them. The reverse mortgage provides so much relief for them. But what I did is I got a, I got certified through cross-country mortgage to originate Heckam's and reverse mortgages. And once I learned about that conversation and that process and just having the previous experience of the markets um, and, you know, knowing about retirement and finance, um, I, I just got completely intrigued because the benefits are massive. Um, but one thing that I thought I knew is I thought I knew about retirement. I thought I knew about what retirees are experiencing. But when I got that RICP designation, I learned now, so... Now, what is an RICP designation? Absolutely. So it's actually something financial advisors would normally get, right? So okay. it's Retirement Income Certified Professional through the American College of Financial Services. One of the main reasons what? I got is because, you know, a previous executive I worked with um, had had that designation and I was like, wow, what is that? What is, what is that she has? Nobody else has that. Like, I yeah, want that. I want it too. So I look, I literally looked at the website probably 10 times before I finally pulled the trigger on it. Um, but it literally provided me with an understanding of everything financially retirees are going through. So in our lives, right, we're in the, we're in the accumulation stage. We're trying to grow our wealth. They're yep. in the decumulation stage. So they want to take this lump sum of money and how do you transfer that into income? How do you make that longevity of retirement and have that income last. Um, so I learned about Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, uh, annuities, IRAs, uh, the tax benefits, all the tax claiming. I mean, everything you could possibly imagine. It's like a whole other world. It is. But out it, there. But it really, um, it kind of scared the heck out of me, to be honest with you, because retirement is a very, very daunting process and task we're mm -hmm. all going to have to go through. Mm -hmm. And so much stuff can go wrong from your health to your finances that are all completely out of your control. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, it crossed my mind maybe a couple of days ago, and it crossed my mind and I was like, nope, not today. We're, <laughs> we're gonna package that up, we're gonna put it to the side. I don't wanna deal Just with that today. Just win the lottery, it'll be fine. You know, I think I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I think I'm gonna win the lottery. Manifest, it's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> then you won't have to worry about it. Um, but anyway, so just learning all the, um, first being intrigued by the actual reverse mortgage process and, and everything that is entailed in it and the benefits that come along with it. Um, I then took the next step to, to get the RICP designation. Um, and that was really just to build my credentials and clout when I'm speaking with financial advisors, because they really mm -hmm. are one of the main referral sources for this type of loan. Um, so when they see, hey, Todd, senior loan advisor with RICP, no other mortgage people have that. This guy must know what he's talking no. about. Let's refer our clients to him. Yeah. So that was really why I got it. But also, too, it just gave me the really in-depth understanding of how to most effectively help retirees and how I can look at their other sources of income and make a determination as to whether or not the Heckam or reverse mortgage even makes sense for them. So, yeah. yeah. Now that's a good segue to the next question, but what is the difference between a reverse mortgage and a Heckam? Because I'll be honest, even being in the business for as long as I have, I didn't know, I had only heard the term reverse mortgage. It wasn't until the past couple of years I even heard the term heck up. So what's the difference? Sure. So the main difference is, well, look at it like this, right? So all heckums are reverse mortgages, mm -hmm. but not all reverse mortgages are heckums. Okay. So let's define a heckum. A heckum is a federally insured reverse mortgage that uh -huh. allows an eligible homeowner who's at least 62 years of age or older to access a percentage of their equity in the form of a lump sum of cash, 
monthly payments that can either be a term, so if you want maybe for five, 10 years, or you can have what's called a tenure, which lasts your whole entire life, guaranteed. Okay. Or you could do a line of credit, which is other phenomenal benefits, but we won't get into that yet. Um, as to where the reverse mortgage is very similar to that, but it's not federally insured. Mm-hmm. You only have to be 55. And some of them don't provide all the different levels of accessibility to the equity. Like, yeah. I don't think too many reverse mortgages have that tenure payment. Um, they don't have many term payments on them. A lot of them have the full cash and the line of credit. But with a HECM, you could literally do, oh, I want 10000 cash, I want a term payment and the line of credit. You can structure all oh, of you can So you can have multiple yes. different types. Ooh. It's kind of, it is kind of like... At least the way I'm envisioning it is like when you win the lottery and they're like, you could either take the lump sum now or you can take $5,000 every week for the rest of your life. Like that's, there you go. <laughs> that's kind of how I'm envisioning it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it, no, kind of, you're right. I like that. Yeah. It's a good analogy. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's a great tool. Uh, and once again, it just has to make sense. Just like a refinance, right? You're yeah. not going to have someone refinance if it makes no sense. Same thing with the HECM, right? There's a couple key questions I ask people. Number one, is this your forever home? Mm. Very big question, right? Do you plan on going anywhere? 70% yep. of seniors want to age in place per AARP's recent study in 2021. Age in place means that this is my home. I don't want to go anywhere. I yep. love it here. And you can carry me out, right? That's the concept of age in place. Yeah. Just picture, like, I, I mean, would you want to be in your final years or just in retirement and having to move because you can't afford it or you have to oh. go right exactly i mean people, moving already sucks <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> forget what i'm a senior <laughs> um so you know as long as they're looking to stay in the home for is you know, for the duration then that's a key question and also to uh, do they have to leave any legacy to children right mm. it's a very big conversation you have to have um mm-hmm. because at the end of the day you know uh, i mean some children as sad as it sounds are relying on their parents inheritance yeah so much to the point that sometimes they don't like when their parents access that money to have a better life. So some key conversations you have to have. Um, but to answer your question, the main difference between the reverse mortgage and uh, HECM is just the insurance. And also, too, because the reverse mortgage doesn't have the insurance, the rate is a little bit higher than the HECM. So, okay. Yep. Now, I know, too, I don't hear or haven't heard until obviously very recently great things about reverse mortgages. You hear a lot of, I think, negativity surrounding them. So I want to talk through some different myths sure. uh, around them. And then you can tell everyone, you know, why the myth is a myth and not the truth. Absolutely. <laughs> so first one is that the lender owns your home. Yep. one. So probably the biggest misconception, mm-hmm. right? Just like a forward mortgage, the lender's not taking title. The government's not taking title either. A lot of people think the government's mm. in on it too. Neither one's holding <laughs> title and neither one wants to hold title. So yeah, yeah definitely not true. Um, you always retain ownership to the property. Um, so yeah, you don't have to worry about forfeiting the rights of ownership just to access your equity. No one's coming for your home. That's good. Yeah, they're actually called non-recourse loans, right? I mean, there's so much information we could talk about, but I do want to at, at least talk about this point. So non-recourse means that there's no personal liability to pay back that debt. It's all on the house. Oh. Yeah, so they're, they're never coming 
after the individual. It's yeah. just like, sorry, we're going to sell the house and use the house to satisfy the proceeds. Yeah. So even if you're upside down, if somebody gets into a Heckam and they're, you know, they live to 95, 100 years old, past that life expectancy actuarial calculation, now they're above what they actually owe. Uh-huh. They can stay there until 200% loan to value. It doesn't matter because it's really? a non-recourse loan. Yep. Wow. Yeah. I think that's good for people to know too, because I, I would assume that that might be a fear too of that, hey, I'm in my retirement. What if I go past the yeah. value? Am I now going to lose my home at 90, 95 years old? You, that, that's when you really don't want to lose your home. It's a, it's a big fear. And then when people kind of revert back to what they've heard over the years without doing ample research, they just get caught into that same cycle of, no, no, that's bad stuff. You're going like, to lose your house. Like that. <laughs> just scary. Like that. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but just you know, one more key point too, right? So you can stay in your home as long as you want. You do have to make sure the home is being maintained. And you have to pay fair. taxes and insurance. Right? Fair. fair. I think that's a fair trade-off. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and myth two, your home must be owned free and clear AKA anyone listening that doesn't know what free and clear is, that just means no mortgages on the property. Probably number two biggest misconception. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so one of the biggest benefits of a Heckam or reverse mortgage is simply eliminating the mortgage payment, right? Ah. So now not to get too off subject, but there have been a lot of changes with what's called the PLF, the principal limit factor. Instead of loan to value, think principal limit. Okay. So it's an actuarial calculation based on the youngest age uh, of the, the youngest borrower, uh-huh. the value of the home, and the interest rate. So the amount of money people have been able to access has been kind of lowered a little bit, right? Because, well, you probably have, you know, property values aren't going up as much, right? And then you mm-hmm. also have interest rates, which are higher, which increases the growth of the balance, right? So the balance is growing higher faster. Yep. So they're allowing people to access less money. So with the principal limit factor, um, essentially what they're doing is they're just, you're allowed to carry a certain amount of money um, into the actual uh, of the percentage of the home that you obviously are using as collateral. Uh-huh. Um, so you know, that's basically um, you know how that one works. Okay. Now, does it too, like if you, so like let's say someone has their home, they have a small mortgage on it, and they decide they want to do a heck of a reverse mortgage, is it almost, and correct me if I'm wrong, is it almost kind of like refinancing where you pay off the existing mortgage and then that heckam takes the place exactly. so, of it? So there's two kind of heckams, right? You have a heckam for purchase and a heckam for refinance. If there's no mortgage, you're still refinancing that. Because like you ca- own it. It's like yep. a cash out refinance, right? Um, so basically when you do the, uh, the reverse mortgage and access the money, um, Essentially, if you're just paying off the mortgage itself, you get to eliminate those payments and the balance on the first mortgage sits in the reverse mortgage. And then if you have enough equity to where you can now access a line of credit or do the term Mm -hmm. payments, the more equity you have, the more options you have, right? Mm -hmm. Once again, the main benefit, because not everybody has a lot of equity, is reducing the mortgage payment, increased cash flow. People have more equity, now they can actually have a line of credit accessible that actually grows. So you open up a line of credit and it grows 
uh, over time. So if the interest rate is 5% and the mortgage interest, uh, interest rate is 0.5%, it grows at the rate of the mortgage insurance and interest rate. So 5.5% would be your annual growth on this line of credit. Uh-huh. So a really cool strategy is to you know, for like a senior, like they're 65, they're paying cash for the home, not knowing they can access that equity at one yeah. point. So they go and pay cash for the home and it's free and clear, but now they they, they establish a line of credit on that property. They don't need it, right? It's just sitting it's there. It's there if and they need it. it's growing over time, right? So every uh-huh. seven years, typically things double. So if you look on, a, on like a scale, almost every seven years, that line of credit that you can access is yeah. doubling. Wow. It's incredible. Yeah. That is incredible. Now keep in mind, HELOCs, you hear about HELOCs, they get yep. taken away all the time. Sorry, the financial conditions aren't good. You, that's that's frozen. You can't access it. Mm. No one's ever doing that with a heck of a line of credit. Never. Ah. So you have guaranteed funds. Now also too, when you borrow on that line of credit and pay it down, you can keep borrowing against it and it keeps growing. So it's just, it's an amazing yeah. tool. Yeah. But you definitely don't have to have a free and clear home. But the more equity you have, the more ways you can access the equity. So awesome. Yeah. And myth three: once loan proceeds are received, you pay taxes on those proceeds. Well, they're borrowed funds, so you don't have to pay taxes on borrowed funds, well, right? Yeah, that, like you don't pay taxes on your normal mortgage that you get. So exactly. Now, some of the ben- so back to the whole retirement picture, right? Financial advisors try to set people up with tax-free income as much as they can, right? You have life insurance policies and Roth IRAs. That's basically your only non-taxable income that you have. Um, but now you have a reverse mortgage, which gives you non-taxable income. So mm-hmm. retirees who have already accessed their Social Security, they have, they're capped at how much money they can make before they have to start paying tax on their Social Security. Yep. So I think for uh, single filers, it's twenty-four to 34000 or 35000 um, that they can't exceed, and for uh, joint filers, that gets thirty-four to like forty-five thousand. So if they exceed that threshold, now they have to pay up to f- uh, taxes on up to fifty percent, up to eighty-five percent of their Social Security. So mm. if they can use the Hackham reverse mortgage with that tax-free money, yeah, they can avoid having to be in a pretty precarious situation, paying exponential amount on their taxes. So wow. another huge benefit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Learning more and more as we get like, I'm learning a lot during this. This is cool. So myth four, you're restricted on how you can use those loan proceeds. Definitely not true. Um, But back in 2013, HUD did make some adjustments. So I might mess this up, but there's there's two funds with FHA. You have the forward mortgage fund and a reverse mortgage fund. So to increase the longevity and health of that fund, what Mm -hmm. they did is they so if somebody can access, let's say, 100000 of their equity, they only limit it to 60% that people can access within the first year. Uh-huh. It kind of protects the person from not just blowing all their money initially, now they yeah. don't have anything, but it also protects the fund from going too, you know, too deep into the red. So they made those okay. adjustments. But outside of that, there's no restrictions on what you can use the money for. Yeah, there's. So if I wanted to buy myself a nice like Rolls Royce or something like that, I, okay. could, I could do that. Rolls Royce with no monthly payment. <laughs> wow, that sounds, that sounds pretty cool. I don't know if I'd say that's the smartest thing to do. Or, but maybe you did, yeah. I don't or know. some people, if they're retired and they have a free and clear home, they want to buy a second home. If they can access enough money from that from the Heckam, they can now buy uh-huh. a second home with no mortgage payment. Wow. Two houses with no mortgage payment. 
Yeah. That's the kind of retired life I want. Yeah, me too. <laughs> One could be the vacation home, you know, get away from the kids and the grandkids, go do your own thing. Yep. I like that. There's so much potential. Wow. Okay. And the final myth, only low income borrowers need HECMs and reverse mortgages. Boy, this is such a good question. It really is. So there's been exponential amounts of research on this one. So with the RICP designation, I learned from some of the smartest professionals, PhDs who've done studies on this stuff. So the coordinated withdrawal strategy is what really ties into this. Um, so people who wait last minute to open up these HECMs might not qualify for it right? Maybe their mm -hmm. spouse passed away and now they need it and now they don't qualify. Uh -huh. So it's always best to set this thing up as soon as possible, as early as possible, because you'd never know what life's going to throw at you. Yeah. And if you have that already established, well, now you have a reserve fund to tap into in the event that life throws mm -hmm. curveballs, which I think COVID taught us that there's going to be some curveballs yeah. thrown at us. Yeah. And we need reserve funds to help us sustain our life and, you know, health. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's a very good question, but you definitely, um, you know, you don't have to worry about being a low income borrower or being a last minute person waiting for, you know, the, you know what to hit the fan and all of a sudden you need it. The ones who take it out early have this money set up and established waiting for yeah. them to need it. And with that coordinated withdrawal strategy I told you about where you can grow your. Well, I was just going to say the line of credit, like you can take it, have it, and you don't have to touch it unless yep. you need it. Yeah, and actually that line of credit can grow greater than the value of the house. That's even a possibility. So oh. can you imagine having a $500,000 house with a $600,000 line of credit that you can borrow and access and never have to worry about paying it back? Oh, that would be huge. It's a possibility. Wow. Yeah. So there's so many good benefits there for it, but it's just, it's really, it's the fears and the misinformation um, that really draws people from really learning more about it and take advantage of it. So mm -hmm. my job is to educate as many people, give them the best information and the facts, that way they can live the best years of their life and not have to worry about losing their home or you know making decisions that might yeah. not be best for them. Or not getting to really enjoy your... Final years. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great point in kind of tying everything here together at the end. But how can these products really be used in the greater picture of someone's retirement plan? So there's, I'd probably say about four or five main benefits, right? Um, I always think of Heckam's and reverse mortgages as a retirement product. I think eventually, uh, once we get into our 50s and 60s, that I think the reverse mortgage Heckam is going to be an everyday tool that is going to be used in a retirement toolkit. I really do. Uh, because there's a borderline retirement crisis in the United States. People aren't saving mm -hmm. much. Um, but there's actually $12 trillion of untapped senior equity in this country. And only oh one and a half God. to 2% of eligible homeowners take advantage of this product. That's it? Yeah. Yep. So main benefit, number one, increased cash flow. So mm -hmm. four mortgages increase equity, reverse mortgages increase liquidity. Number two, defer Social Security, right? Every year you defer Social Security pass for full retirement age, that's an extra 8% you're gonna get. So somebody who deferred mm -hmm. this year or last year, they got a 16% increase because you had a huge cost of living increase and you get the 8% deferral. So by not claiming, they just got a 16% raise on this. Yeah, so once again, one of the benefits there, the coordinated withdrawal strategy is one, um, which once again, you're, re you're retaining your retirement funds in the down market. So when it does rebound, which it inevitably will, mm -hmm. you have X, but I mean, 
exponentially more money. You literally run out of money, and I think at like 75 as to where at 85 with the coordinated withdrawal strategy, you have over a million still in it. It's, wow. It's unbelievable. And then um, hack them for purchase, right? Hack them for purchase allows somebody to increase their buying power. I read an article last night before I went to bed in Wall Street Journal about these condos that are actually, they're, uh, they're coming in, these developers are convincing 80% of the people to sell. Once 80% yeah. of the people sell, the 20% have no say in it. They have to sell. So you have some of these folks who are, this is like their forever home. They never planned on moving. Now they're being pulled from their home. The oh one gosh. lady said that she had to sell her house. She had 180 cash after she sold. She had to drain her savings and take out a forward, forward mortgage to buy a new house. I did the numbers for this lady just from the article. She yeah. could have done a heckin' for purchase, not had a mortgage payment, not had to drain her savings. So it's situations wow. like that that can really put somebody into a much better situation if they just knew. If they just yeah. had somebody who guided them and said, hey, why don't you look at this option? You know? I, I agree. I, and I think, you know, I, I touched on this a little bit in the last episode that was released, but I feel like in the mortgage real estate industry, there is so much information out there, but I feel like it's a little secretive. Like it's kind of, it's difficult for your average person who's not in the business oh, yes. to find the information and find true and honest information as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have an obligation to our clients, right? It's, we have to give them the best information. I mean, I like to sleep good at night and I do that by knowing mm -hmm. I'm giving my clients the best information not you know skewing around some facts just to get the deal closed i want them to be set up for success and know they're making you know a decision that's best for them and their family and going to give them yeah. a good longevity and build wealth with, with their house you know and that's a great um you know anyone who's listening to this that wants more information on reverse mortgages heckums or just loans in general because like i said you know, you do more than just reverse <laughs> mortgages and heckums. Todd, where can everyone find you or reach out to you if they have questions? Sure. Well, you can always reach me. You know, my, my, I'll give my cell phone because I think that's the best way. You can it's always... on everything anyway as a loan officer too, right? Well, actually, I just put my cell phone on my card. You know? oh. So Yeah, because I want it to be my number. But that's 954-806-5114. You can follow me on Facebook. I'm very active, which is how I met the wonderful Leah. Um, and, you know, once again, just always trying to put as much information out there for people so you can make the best decision. So Facebook, email, um, you know. I'm always here. Absolutely. Mornings, weekends, and nights. <laughs> oh, the never-ending life of a loan officer. <laughs> always on. <laughs> and everyone, you know where you can find me. So it's Lending with Leah on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. It's simple. Lending with Leah across the board. We've got the email now too, lendingwithleah at gmail.com. So we would love to hear from you guys. If there's topics you want to know more about, uh, give us a shout out. Tell us what you like, and we'll put it in the next episode. Have a great day, everyone, and we'll see you again in a couple weeks.